You're listening to The Collected Podcast, bringing you stories that remind us who God is and who we are in Him. The Collected Podcast is a production of Collected Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping disciples of Jesus discover and live from their true identity in Christ, recognize and walk in their divine purpose within the kingdom of God, and experience growth in their capacity for mature, healthy relationships. Follow Collected on social media at Collected Ministries, and be sure to visit thecollectedpodcast.com for show notes and additional content related to today's episode. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 23 of The Collected Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jess Biondo, and I am so excited to bring you this interview today. Um, I stumbled across this woman on Instagram. Somehow, I 100% believe it was the Lord because... Her message is exactly what we do here at Collected, and she just proclaims the goodness of Jesus and brings such encouragement and hope to her followers. And so I'm excited to hear more about her story and the work that God has done in and through her life. Um, So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Yodit Kifle-Smith to uh, the show. So welcome, Yodit. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. I appreciate just you asking me to be here. I, I said earlier when I got your message and I was like, you want to talk to me? <laughs> uh, okay. So thank you. It's, it's truly an honor. And anytime I get the opportunity to talk about the goodness of the Lord, I'm game. So thank you again. Amen. Me too. I'm so excited. So let's just dive right in. Um, I want to start with a little bit about who you are, your background, and specifically how you met Jesus. Yeah, so I am. I came to America at the age of five from Ethiopia. I'm Ethiopian, mm-hmm. um, and so that's you know that's part of my story as uh, my immigrant story in this is in this country. And you know now I'm able to look back and just think about, wow, Lord, you led me here um, to 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 cut to find you. Really, mm-hmm. um, I at the age of eleven, I went to boarding school. Um, in Southwest Virginia, um, in Grundy, Virginia. And it was a Christian boarding school. And that is where the Lord found me. You know, my cousins used to attend the school. We used to always go visit them. And I don't know what it was, um, but my heart was just drawn to the place. And I said, mom, dad, I want to go. And they're looking at me like, what? And I, I, you know, now I can see how the Lord put that desire in my heart because Nobody in their right mind would just say, take me to boarding school. <laughs> and so- And you um, said you were 11? 11. Wow. With my brothers, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that's where the Lord led me. And that's at, at the age of 11 in sixth grade, at that school, there would be these yearly revivals. Um, and yeah, there was a revival going on. And I just, I can't say that I completely understood everything that was being said about that God. Um, my family is Orthodox Christians. And so I didn't really grow up like constantly, you know, growing, going to church. It was more nominal, but it was just kind of like the, the traditional religion of, of the, of the culture that I was brought up in. Um, but the Lord was just drawing my heart. And I just remember, um, hearing the, the, the pastor speak, his name is Bob Robinson. I still remember his name. And it, so it was revival week. So during like during that week, one of the days he was sitting um, at a picnic uh, bench uh, at the playground. I walked up to him and I said, I want to be saved. And so he explained it to me again, can't quite tell you whether or not I completely grasped it, 
But that evening at service, uh, at the end, when he said, who wants to give their lives to the Lord? I walked up and it was to the song. Um, I have made my decision. I have staked my claim. I have drawn the line in the sand and I'll not be this, the same with mm-hmm. the world behind me and the cross before by the grace of God, I will serve the Lord. And at the age of 11, I went and again, didn't quite grasp it, but the Lord and his just kindness and, uh, I get emotional because, you know, it wasn't me like looking for it. I just think that the Lord just drew me at that young age. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I remember growing up and thinking, I don't have quite the story. It's not like God saved me from this or that. And, um, but the Lord was just kind to just save me at a young age and to allow me to grow in his knowledge um, and to give me a desire to want to know him beyond just the school that I went to, but when I went to college and so I'm just grateful that, that that's just the story that he asked for me. Everyone has a story about when the Lord drew them. But for me, it was at a young age and he really kept me. I mean, that is my testimony. He kept me. But then he also helped me understand that he may not have saved me from, you know, the things that we tend to be like, wow, the Lord did that, you know, from drugs or this or that. But he saved me from myself. And that really was what I learned and just the gospel. He saved me from myself, you know, mm-hmm. and he Help me see him at a young age and chase after him. Um, and I have been just experiencing his kindness and faithfulness, of course, not without obstacles, not without trials. Um, but my goodness, he has kept me. And so that, that yeah, at the age of 11 was when the Lord just drew my heart. <laughs> yeah. He is so good. What a beautiful story. Yeah. And just that he planted in you to want to go to that boarding school and make that... Yeah leap of faith yeah. at such a young age. Um, in your bio, I was, you know, was reading through what you mm-hmm. sent me and you mentioned that, you know, life with the Lord is full of obedient adventures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like from that young age, he had you on this wild adventure. And I don't really know exactly what question I'm asking next, but I want to just hear yeah. more about that adventure that you're on with the Lord and what ways he surprised you. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that obedient adventure, it's not like I knew that at that age, right? Mm -hmm. It was just as he put that desire in my heart. um, And even with the, with the school that I ended up going to the college I went to um, and just the obedience of the community that he put me in uh, with the church community and, and just like little things here and there where I just saw the more that I obeyed um, and not perfectly, but just again, just wanting to please him. And I think more than the act, I think it was just the desire to just, I want to be where you are, Lord. Um, Mm. And so with that, he's just taken me on just, you know, from going to the school I went to, to then moving to another state where again, most of my family are just like, what, you're just going to go there. You don't know anybody. And I'm just like, yeah, I I just really believe that the Lord provided this opportunity and I'm going to take it. Um, and again, from the, you know, thinking I was only going to be there one year to then seven years in that place. And that was New Jersey. Um, so my family's in Virginia, um, Mm -hmm. and I went to school in Virginia and then he moved me to New Jersey right after college, um, for work really. But then even in that, just seeing that it wasn't just work, it was just the community that he had there for me to how he was going to grow me there. And so there were, there's been a lot of instances where my obedience to him didn't make sense to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that I've just seen just the fruitfulness of, of life, just, you know, just 
I can't explain it. Sometimes I don't feel like I have the words. I just know the life that I've lived to say this can only be be the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and again, I'm, I'm, I may be speaking to this as if it was just easy. Um, I have plenty of stories where, I, you know, where it's it was difficult, where it felt lonely. Yeah. Um, but I can just say that obe- obeying the Lord has given me just adventures and not these just like, you know, crazy adventures, but just really adventures of like, wow, Lord, this is what, what it feels like to, and what it means to hear you and just to step out in faith and to see you meet me at that place. Mm. Yeah. Amen. And we'll get into some of those struggles mm-hmm. in a little bit. But um, before that, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about through all that, how you discovered your purpose and what it, what the work is that the Lord has you doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have a very interesting journey. I've I've had a very interesting journey with the idea of just purpose and discovering, Mm -hmm. you know, what purpose is for me. I, I used to think that it was strictly about this specific place doing this specific thing. Um, and so, you know, I remember being in college and looking at people who just kind of felt like it felt like they just knew exactly the path they wanted to be on. I didn't have that story. I did not know what I wanted to do. I did not know what God was calling me to, whether it just be like career wise, none of that. I, and I felt like there's something wrong with me because I just don't know yet. Um, and I'm, I, you know, now we could say, trust me, you're, you're not alone with that. Right. Um, but really, I really thought it was like purpose was just this one thing, this place and doing this one thing. And I realized that I was searching for that, not realizing I was just missing out on life with that mm-hmm. mentality, right? I was, because I was just like, I'm not there yet, but I don't even know what there was. <laughs> um, and so again, you know, we all have different stories. Some of us are, have had this very particular thing or path that God has us on. That just wasn't my story in regards to just purpose. And so I've, I've kind of come with, with the conclusion that for me, purpose was way more about a specific place or a specific thing that I was doing. Uh, for me, purpose was really about who I belong to. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really, I've kind of cemented my life on that. I had to, because I was just frustrated. I was just like, does, you know, does that mean I don't have purpose if I'm not doing this exact thing? And so, you know, when I've really started to kind of grow my roots in the truth of who I belong to, uh, what and by virtue of just being created by God, being an image bearer, um, and coming to know Christ and and being redeemed and and whole and and just sanctified, all these things that we are offered in Christ, uh, then I realize that by virtue of just being God's, I, I purpose is wherever I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So no matter what season I find myself in, um, purpose is there. And so with that being said, it's not easy to always understand what that is, but it's just God has through intimacy with the Lord, right? And just seeking him, prayer in his word, God has given me an eye for those things. And so paying attention uh, to what comes naturally to me, you know, I've realized, okay, that's how I'm discovering some of the ways in which I can, um, I guess, infuse purpose into the very season that I'm, that I'm in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Paying attention to just what what comes naturally, but also what I really enjoy doing. I, since I was young, I love teaching. You know, I used to think I was going to be a teacher. And I just, I mean, I remember when my parents would have guests in the house and I would literally bring a board and just start teaching. I don't know what I was teaching, but I just love teaching. And through my 
growth in the Lord and maturity in the Lord, I, I realized just the passion he's given me to teach his word. Mm-hmm. And so now with opportunities that are presented, I really don't have to really pray about it. I, I just know that that is something that God is giving me a natural ability to do. And so I'm going to say yes, if, I've, if I'm given the opportunity to teach. And so that's really how I've come to discover, I guess, purpose, you know, realizing that no matter what season I'm in, um, as I'm growing in the Lord, there's always something for me to not just be doing, but to be becoming in, in that season. I love that. And when you said earlier that purpose is not something you do, or it's not about what you do, it's about who you belong to. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. feel like somebody out there needed mm-hmm. to hear that, yeah. where they've been wrestling through this question of like, what is my purpose? I don't know what I'm doing, especially after the year or two we've had. Right where we've lost a lot of things that may have brought us security or felt very right. purposeful in the past. And so I just feel like that's such a timely word. Mm. Our purpose is not about what we do. It's about who we belong to. Yeah. And so that leads to then what you said next, that naturally then we need to know who we belong to. We need yeah. to know the character of God and who He is and who we are in Him. Right. And oh, I just love that. Yeah. So what are some things do you feel like through all of this, or even recently, that you feel like God has been teaching you about His character? Mm. Oh, my goodness. He, you know, the, the steadfast love of the Lord. Like, I have been meditating on um, Psalm 63, verse 3, where it says, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will ever praise you. And you know, I'm, I'm just amazed at his love as, as I've grown, especially in his word, right? I, I really cannot understand God without coming before and seeing the way that he's talked about his love through his word, right? And the way that he's demonstrated his love as he's proven through his word, but also through the people that he brings in our lives and uh, by the spirit and like how he enables us to love others. But I, I've just been incredibly the more that I've grown in the love of God and, and Paul says this, um, God, I forget what scripture it was, but he says, you know, we have, Oh, in first John five, he says, we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. And then a couple of scriptures down. And then he talks about how the perfect love of God cast out all fear um, because there's no fear of punishment. Um, And so I've really just been meditating on that. And I've just realized like the more that I root myself in the love of God, um, the more that I grow into really who he's called me to be. Um, and that, that love, um, I have to recognize when I'm projecting how I've experienced love, maybe from others onto God, um, because then that affects how I view God. And so that, that is something I don't think will ever grow to complete, you know, completion in until the day that we come before the Lord. But that, to me has to be the foundation, not because I say it, but because the Lord, you know, the Lord, the word says it to know and believe, not just to know it, but to, to believe it, not just to know it for others or to know it just because of the word or theologically, but to truly believe it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and his love is truly perfect. Like it has no cracks in it. Um, I, only through my brokenness, do I project cracks, you know, in the Lord's love. It, it's really through that, but I have to be I have to believe the perfect love of God and that there's no punishment. I used to think that my journey now versus my journey in college, because I was, I was saved in college, but 
I didn't understand like the perfect love of God because it was one of those loves that I understood where I had to kind of tiptoe. And I don't know if you've ever had any kind of relationship with someone where you've had to kind of walk on eggshells with someone. It's exhausting, right? It's like, I don't know what to say. Are they going to be upset at me? You know, if I say this, are they offended? And I kind of projected that kind of same thing with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Is he mad at me? You know, I grew up in a boarding school where it was kind of legalistic in a way where, you know, we had marks if we did something wrong. I didn't realize that I was projecting that on the Lord where he was keeping track of my wrongs and, you know, he was upset at me because I forgot my Bible. I forgot to do my, my devotional. And so I've had to unlearn that and truly root myself in how the Lord talks about his love and then choose to, to believe that. So to me, that has been um, a fundamental truth that, you know, is the only thing to me that if, if I don't grasp that, then other things are going to just not go right. <laughs> yeah. um, how I love others, how I expect others to love me, but I'm not rooted in the love of God. So that's been something to me. That's the character, the steadfast love of God that just blows my mind time and time. I, I, I can never just graduate from understanding it. Hmm. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's listening and is struggling with having fear of God or viewing him as like the punisher or the, the record mm-hmm. keeper? Kind of what, what might be a first step that they could take to start to break through that and experience the freedom of God? Mm, yeah. Oh man. Um, well, the, the first, this quote comes to mind. Um, and for the life of me, I cannot remember where I read this. I That's just okay. know it. I'll Google it, has, it and put it in the okay. show notes. <laughs> okay. I, I can't for the life of me, but it's a quote that says, there is no security in a love that has to be earned. Like you will never find security in a love that has to be earned. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, part of the exhaust, like the exhaust, um, exhaustion we feel is when we feel like we have to earn, you know, where we have to do this to, to get God's love. And so I would say, take inventory. Are you exhausted? <laughs> Are you exhausted by trying to earn something that literally God has said, I've given to you for free because mm-hmm. of Christ, you know? And so maybe looking inwardly and saying, if you're exhausted, it's because you've not truly come to believe you know, yeah. and, and part of that is you can ask Holy Spirit, help me believe, mm-hmm. you know, it's these, it doesn't come naturally to us because, because of sin, right? Yeah. Because we're broken. So the, the very way that God has created us to be does not come naturally to us because of sin. And so we need the Holy Spirit to help us help me grasp. And even if I don't grasp it fully, help me just at least root myself in your love for me. Because I mean, even for me, I, Again, I knew it. I knew that God loved me, but it took some time to truly believe and root myself in it where, to the point where my actions reflected that belief, yeah. right? And so I would say, um, take that inventory, but then, you know, honestly, spend time with the word and, and look at where God, what God says, because, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So faith, the, the faith to believe that God loves you also comes by hearing the word. So immerse yourself in the word. To me, the word of God, uh, you know, sometimes we think the word is this like separate thing from the work of the spirit and all those things. No, but they're all, they're all together, right? Mm-hmm. So as you're reading the word, you're praying that the Holy Spirit would help you 
root yeah. yourself in that truth. Um, yeah. So I'm sure there's so many, much more I can say, but. No, that's, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned too that you felt like, or you kind of realized that you were projecting your own brokenness on God. Mm-hmm. So I think to asking Holy Spirit to reveal yeah. like what, lies am I believing yes. based on my experiences yes. that I'm like hurt that was caused to me by humans that I'm now assigning to the Lord. Yes, that, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We have to be willing. I think many of us, and I've learned this about myself, it's very hard for us to be still mm, and, yeah. and do that hard work of our heart, right? Of, of mm. asking the Lord to reveal the things in our hearts. And I love what you just said. Lord, reveal to me the ways in which I've projected my own insecurities of love onto you, you know? And so, but we have to be, we have to be willing to be still. We have to be willing because there's so much noise, but sometimes we're afraid of what will be revealed to us, but that is hard work, but that is where the spirit does good work in us when we're, when we're still enough. Uh, to, to listen to what the spirit is revealing about the things in our own hearts and the ways in which we projected um, those things onto God. Cause God doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Man, that's so good. That's for someone out there. That's for me too. I need to uh, also remember that. Cause still I've said it maybe a hundred times on this podcast. I, when I know I need to like, go in stillness before the Lord the most, I just avoid it. Yeah. And I know it's what I need. Yeah. But sometimes it feels very daunting. Yeah. Which it shouldn't. It shouldn't. um, Because it's almost like, because when we do it, the result, you're just like, wow, why don't I do this more? Mm -hmm. Right? It's like working out. Yeah. Or (laughs) sometimes. Telling on myself. (laughs) I know. Same here. Sometimes too, I I think I'm worried that I won't get anything or like mm. God won't, sh- you know, quote unquote, show up or whatever. But that's yeah. not the point of it either. I, right. I don't know. It We complicate it. Yeah. My, my spiritual mom used to always say that we, it is humans, we complicate God. Like mm-hmm. God is simple and <laughs> what, what he asks of us. But even in just... And not simple as we understand, like simple-minded, but just simple right. in how he's given us the invitation and opportunity to to know him and understand him. But, yeah. you know, sin complicates things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So through all this and all the things God's teaching you and all the places he's taken you, um, has there ever been a time where you've questioned the path he's mm. had you on? And then yeah. how did you wrestle through that? Yeah. So I mentioned earlier that I, after college, I moved to New Jersey. Um, and that was just a, such an incredible time of my life, um, where I, you know, I knew the Lord led me there and it was just a, a, a time where, you know, God rooted me there, um, in a church community with friends, with a great job. I mean, it was like, life was just good. You know, not to say I don't have ops like trials, but life was just good. Like I just, it was just one of those seasons where it's like, wow, Lord, had I known, you know, like that you had all this in store for me. Um, and then the Lord, so, so I was there from what, 2009 to 2015 or 16. And then the Lord, I knew the Lord was leading me back to Virginia, to my family. And I was one that used to say, unless the Lord does it, I'm not moving back to Virginia. You know, it just, but, and sure enough, seven years later, I, very clearly, I, I knew the Lord was leading me there and I just had peace about it. 
And so I got excited as with any transition when I know this, the Lord is just like, all right, Lord, I know you have all these things there in store and I had no idea what he's going to do. Right. But I, I was just excited. So then I left my, um, my job, my community, the things that I was just a part of, because that was a fruitful time of my life where the Lord gave me the certain ministries that I started and just so much that went on. Mm-hmm. So I was excited moving. And the first couple of months was pretty exciting of just like, okay, Lord, what assignments do you have for me here? You know, that kind of like very gleeful and just like expectant. Um, and then things just started to become a little harder um, where I was just like, okay, I didn't realize the Lord revealed to me that like, all the blessings that in that season of my life in Virginia, I no longer had. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of the blessings that God gives us, we, we, we know we're like, it was all the Lord. It was God giving us these blessings, but I didn't realize how I was trusting more in the blessings than God, because mm-hmm. now I didn't have any of these things. And I started to kind of feel fearful because it's like, I, I, I felt like all the covering that I had was no longer there. I was almost like alone where I'm like, I'm in a new place. My family, of course, knows me and loves me, but I didn't feel like they knew me quite the same way than my, my, the people in New Jersey and just my life with, the, with, with just things of the church and the kingdom. And they didn't really know all that about me. And I just felt alone. And the Lord mm-hmm. r- really convicted my heart of just like realizing that I had inadvertently built my identity on these things, even though I consider them blessings. And even though I thought like, no, Lord, my identity is in you. But the moment those things were stripped, like I was like, who am I? Who is Yodit without this community? Who is Yodit without this job? Who is Yodit without this, all doing all these things? Because it was almost like I was starting kind of like from scratch. (laughs) And I was really, it was a hard season. I mean, just internally, it was a really, really hard season because I didn't realize I'd associated God's hand on my life with the people and the places that he had me in. And now I was here and I'm like, oh God, like, what are you doing in my life? Like, what path do you have me on? And so it was was just really, really hard. And it was really hard to be confronted by the fact that I, you know, it's almost like you go to this level of, you know, understanding God, but then he strips you of what you thought you were learning and you realize, no, like you accidentally, you actually, you know, you actually were building your identity in these things and not really completely on me, even financially, it was a hard financial time. And so I, I wrestled with the Lord in that season. Um, I cried out, like I, I really learned how to cry out. I learned what it meant to truly understand the nearness of God is my good. Um, Psalm 73, 25, um, where I realized, man, yeah, I, don't have the people in my life that I once had. I don't have the job. And especially in that in that department, I literally hated being around people because I realized how the first question that people ask you is, so what do you do? And I wasn't working. And I, it was that season of my life where I realized I am never going to ask a person. I'm never going to be, let that be the first question that I ask a person. What do you do? Because mm. all the insecurities came because I wasn't working. Yeah. Um, and so it was just a hard season where I had to wrestle with my identity um, and the Lord had to kind of rebuild me back up, you know, and it was really the word of God. I mean, that was a season where I truly immersed myself in his word. And it was mm-hmm. Psalm 119, 25, when it says, revive me according to your word. And literally I can, I felt myself being renewed daily. Um, and it was, you know, I, like I just remember just crying out in tears, reading his word, 
but I, this, the word the spirit of God was just at work in me where he helped me repent of the ways that I trusted in the blessing more than him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he really just rebuilt my identity on the truth of who I am, you know, not, not with the things that he provided in that season. Um, because those blessings have their places. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize how much I had put such confidence in them. And so, yeah, that just shifted my perspective about how I see my blessings, how I see seasons and places and people and, and not attaching my identity to them, but just seeing them as for what they are in that season. And then if he leads me to another place, I, I kind of, you know, then when I moved from Virginia, I moved to California after I got married, same thing. But I, but I had a perspective shift now, right? Where mm-hmm. I realized, okay, Lord, I am not the people you put in my life. My identity is not the, the the things that you allow me to do. I am solely yours. And in this season, whatever you're doing, however you're working in my heart in this season, help me just surrender to that. Um, again, not without struggles. Um, because I had my own struggles of just adjusting to this new season. Uh, but it did shift my understanding of under, of seeing how the, the hand of God on your life is not contingent upon people and places and the work that you do. Mm. Amen. Yeah. And did you meet your husband in Virginia? No, I actually met my husband while I was still in New Jersey. Okay. Um, and which is this one of the... the things I want to talk about, but just, I met him in, at a conference, <laughs> let alone like in, in California. Um, I, I went to a work conference in California. That was my first time meeting him. We became friends. Um, and then we started dating when I actually moved back to Virginia. And then okay. literally in that season, when I moved back to Virginia, we started dating, got engaged and got married within a year and a half. Oh, wow. And so, and then I moved back and then I moved to, to California and that's a story within itself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I love yeah. hearing people's love yeah. stories. Yeah. yeah. That, that might was... be my spinoff podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. No, me too. Yeah. Me too. There's so much I've learned in that. Um, but yeah. So Ooh, that, well, yeah. tell us a few highlights because now I feel like we've teased the listeners and myself. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, I mean, so first of all... Um, I had, I had my kind of my own story of what my love story would look like. Right. Like I was going to meet him in church because, you know, I'm serving the Lord. I did not know it would be at work out of all places. That was just not the story I had for myself, but God is funny like that. Um, he, he, he helps you understand that you're not the one who writes your story. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we met. And timing was very important in our, in our relationship because, we met in 2013, started, I, so the conference was a yearly thing. So I, would, I went back the next year and that's when I kind of got to know him a little more at that conference. Mm. And I liked him, but it was just like, mm, Lord, what is going on? And then we prayed about it, but the Lord didn't give me peace to move forward. And he was like, what, it, what, why? You know, I had no idea though, that I didn't know that God was going to be leading me to move back to moved to Virginia, like the following year. And I always just think about what if I had said yes, you know, in dating, what I had just been so focused on that, that I would want to move to California at that season, you know? Yeah. And so God is just kind because when he moved me to Virginia, he allowed me to be with my family in that season where mm-hmm. I got engaged and married, you know? So it was just one of those, like, again, the kindness of the Lord to move me yeah. 
to, in a season, in a place where I would be surrounded by my family in that season and to experience that joy with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it was just one of those where long distance. So I, it was, was always long distance. Uh, and so I always say with people with long distance, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, <laughs> Um, and so the Lord, you know, allowed us to just make it work and yeah, we got engaged seven months or 10 months after we got, we started dating and then, uh, engaged for seven months and I'm Ethiopian. So our weddings are pretty elaborate with like two days and all that stuff, but the Lord and his kindness, um, I was in a position where I had the time to really focus on it. And mm-hmm. so I didn't, cause I was just one of those people. I, was, I always said, I didn't want to have a long engagement, mm-hmm. uh, but being long distance kind of pushed that for me even more. And yeah. And so the Lord led us, I mean, I had a really an incredible church in Virginia and DC, um, but I felt like the Lord was leading us to, to Davis, California, where we first moved and that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean, it was one of those again where the just obeying the Lord. It's like, wait, why don't you be here with family? But I just knew what God was just leading us there. And now, you know, led us to an amazing church here in Sacramento and um, just thriving in the things of the Lord and work. And so it's been a, a great journey, but also, you know, I'm sure when you do your podcast with, with love stories and marriage, you know, we have me back off. Of okay. That. Ooh, you'll be our first episode. I don't know if this is ever really going to happen, but I don't know if but it we does. Can dream, right? Yes. Well, yeah, and how good of the Lord too, like that season where you were lonely and had to like make sure your identity was in God and not in the blessings yeah. he'd given you. That's a huge lesson in marriage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if, oh, yeah. Cause if you had gone into that and started dating him, you know, before you learned those lessons, it still could have worked yeah. out, but having to learn that you yeah. know, in he's, marriage. He's just kind. Yeah. He's just He's kind. And I think, and that's what I mentioned earlier when, about asking the Lord to give you an eye for, for, for the ways of Jesus, right? To be able to mm-hmm. see when things happen, to just be able to see the hand of God in them, yeah. right? And to, and then as you're learning his character, to be able to say, to attribute his character to the things that happen. Because some things you just never understand why he does what he does. But then there's times where he allows you to look back and you're like, wow, Lord. Yeah. Wow. Because I mean, in that season of, of saying, no three times to him and he always thought I was putting him in the friend zone I don't you know I didn't know but timing was so important yeah and so it was because I not, I didn't know that the Lord is going to move me to Virginia mm-hmm. you know and so just even just asking the Lord to give us eyes to see um his because when you know his character then you know that even some of the things that feel like oh God why are you doing this it's like no his his heart for us is good yeah um, and he's kind like that. So, yes. Yeah. Oh, amen. Oh my gosh. I, I still have like a, like a million questions and we're starting to run out of time. And I want to make sure we talk about within ministry um, yeah. and called to the ones. And you have so many things going on that I want to make sure we mention. Um, yeah. So what are these different ministries? Um, maybe kind of your elevator pitch and like how you started them and, what God yeah. is doing in them? Yeah. So, I mean, all of them, you know, they started different seasons mm-hmm. of, of my life. Within is is the the first one that's it's been over 10 years um, when I first moved to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I've always had a heart for women, for encouraging us in the Lord. I've always had a heart to write. And so when I moved to New Jersey, it was the first season was lonely, right? Because I didn't know anyone. Um, 
And I, I knew that I wanted a way to just encourage the sisters in my life who were in different parts of the, the, the country. And I, I mean, it, it wasn't like I saw, it just, I didn't like go out seeking it. It was just one of those things because my I had good college friends that we used to write devotionals to one another in college. Mm-hmm. Like every someone was assigned every day of the week, and so I started writing devotionals for like back in my college years. And so with this, I just wanted a space where I could just write devotionals for sisters and kind of create this online community. And so the, the word within came about. I mean, it wasn't really, yeah. I, I can't say that it was like this. Um, thing that I was like seeking it just kind of the idea came and I just yeah. kind of ran with it um, and so I had a friend who helped me put it together and I just I loved writing God's truth so I would just write daily devotionals um, and then I you know again this community where where I would encourage like resources and prayer calls just things like that and then that just kind of grew over time and when I got kind of situated in Jersey because I thought I was going to be there for one year but the Lord was like Nope. You know, so I started gaining community, found a church. And so with the sisters in my life, you know, started hosting Bible studies. And so that just really came, that was really a ministry of just, I wanted us to walk worthy of the Lord. And I just knew that sisterhood was a big thing to encourage one another and, and to just life on life and, and helping each other grow in the Lord. And so that, that over time has grown and the Lord has every year is like, okay, Lord, is this something that you want me to continue to do? And every year it's been yes. Mm-hmm. And so as I've been doing it, you know, the moment the Lord says stop, I will stop. Um, and that's kind of my philosophy with just the things that God puts on my heart is when he tells me to do it or when he kind of puts his desire in my heart to put it, just put it out, do it. And then it doesn't have to have a, you know longevity. It doesn't have to be there forever. It's just I really believe in using whatever God gives you just to edify his people. Mm. And so that's kind of with uh, word melody. I love singing. I love memorizing scripture. I love writing songs. And so that just kind of came about because I wanted to memorize scripture. My husband is a musician. He loves music. So we're like, let's just do this. And I, we just love creating melody to scripture. Mm. And that's how that came about. And then call to the ones kind of an accumulation of all those things. Because even in that journey with within and all these other things, like, I used to be like, when I started within, I wanted it to be this big thing. And God's like, even if it's just one person that you write to, you're going to continue writing. And Mm -hmm. so he's always highlighted the importance of just the one. And in moments where I got discouraged with feeling like I had to reach so many people, God always drew me. I mean, that's just been consistently my story. And so call to the ones really came about last year was when the Lord spoke those words to me. Yo, deep, you're called to the ones, not the masses. Cause I was struggling with feeling like I just had to. And I think social media doesn't help honestly with, mm-hmm. with that bombarding of the message of like bigger platforms, all those things. And so for me, when the Lord spoke those to my heart, it was really for me. And I had a sister of mine just, I was like, create a shirt for me. I just want to wear it just so I know it, you know? And then just the idea came, well, what if people resonate with this message? Yeah. And so that that's where that came about. But to me, I just believe it's such an important message where I constantly have to remind myself that we may have platforms and we may have people that follow us, but it will never be at the expense of how we treat the very people in front of us mm. and how we see them, how we know them, how we love them, serve them um, and hear them. And so that is really the message of my life. Like we are all like th- that matters more to God than the platforms that we build. Um, and so, and even if we have the, the, the attention of the masses, you know, we want to make sure we have the, the heart of God Mm -hmm. in all that we do. And so, yeah, so that, that kind of is my journey with just ministries that God puts on my heart. 
if the Lord puts it on my heart, I just do it. Yes. <laughs> and if, if he tells me to stop, I just stop. Yeah. Which that's an encouragement to anyone out there. Sometimes we feel like we start something and it has, we're thinking about, is this going to last? Is this going to, and I'm just like, no, just surrender it to the Lord mm. and let him lead you with it. It doesn't have to be a ministry. I don't even consider a ministry. I just feel like I enjoy doing this. I'm going to do it. And if it runs out, it runs out and on to the next. Yes. Yeah. That is yeah. good. And, you know, I want to encourage someone out there. I feel like there's somebody listening who has an idea that mm-hmm. seems kind of random. Run with it. Just, yeah. I mean, just like see what happens if you try it. If nothing comes of it, oh, well, like nothing lost. But who knows what it could turn into? And maybe it's short term, right. maybe it's long term. But I think there's someone listening who has a little idea that is sparked in their mind. And maybe it's of God. Yeah. You won't know and unless then, you try. <laughs> right. Because, you know, impact is, is really about obedience. It's simply mm-hmm. obedience. Like sometimes we think impact is about the number. Like we measure impact by numbers. And I truly believe as believers, like our impact is seen by just our obedience to God yes. in that moment. And so even if you're thinking like, oh, who's going to, how many people, you know, it's just like, no, just, just start. Because to me, like, I remember when I started within and I would just be encouraged because not as many women signed up as I thought. And when God, and I clearly heard it, you know, many, this couple, a handful of times where I felt like audible voice of the Lord of like, I'm like, is that true, Lord? But for that, for, for me, it was, even if it's just one sister on there, write like you're writing for thousands. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote, you know, and yeah. if one sister's edified by it, then that is that is enough in the kingdom of God. And I really believe like we have to fight to remember that in this day and age, in this society that is so much about where our significance comes by how many people are listening to us. And it's just like, no, just obey, just do it. And if the Lord allows it to grow in that capacity, praise be to God. If he doesn't, praise be to God. But I will be found, you know, obedient to him. Mm, Yeah. Yes. Man, oh, and one more thing to that listener I was talking to with your idea. Your idea doesn't have to be a ministry. Or, you know, it's like, right. I think somebody out there has an idea that seems so small to them that they're trying to dismiss it. Like maybe Mm. it's starting a nightly devotion with your kids or like, Mm. you know, like just reading Jesus Calling every morning. It could, like, it could be something. I feel like somebody out there is dismissing something because they feel like it's too small or it seems Mm -hmm. like a silly idea, Mm, but it's not silly and it's not small in the eyes of the Lord. Like he's going to do something great with it. Even if you don't see the fruit of it in your lifetime, I I just feel like that is out there. That's for somebody out there. Um. So just, I want to encourage all of us to just give God our yes, even if it seems like a silly yes or a very small yes, it matters. It matters. Amen. 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 So, oh, we are, we are out of time, but I'm not going to stop because I have one more question. Yes. Um, And it's how I like to end everything of just an open space for the Holy Spirit to kind of come in. And I want to ask you, what did I miss? What? is a word of encouragement you have or something specific that you just feel like you have to end us with? Mm, mm, yeah. So, you know, you, you said it, right? Saying yes to the Lord, right? Mm. So we say, saying yes to the Lord, you, you have to release 
certain things, right? Um, and one of the biggest things that you have to release is one, just being being understood by others. Like you're saying yes, you won't always be understood by others, but you have to let the conviction, right, of what you know, of what God has revealed to you um, withstand what others may not know in that season for you. And so give your yes to the Lord and just release the idea of, you know, you have to be understood. Um, And then another thing is really something that God is really teaching me is we all say that we want to, we want the Lord to get glory out of our lives. I mean, that is a constant prayer. And I will never forget when the Lord laid these words, when he said to me that, you can't say that you want me to get glory out of your life and then choose how I do that. Whoa. <laughs> and I was just like, my God, like, was that, I know that wasn't me. <laughs> and so we, we can't say, God, I want you to get glory and then choose how he does. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that we surrender is, and I, you said it just earlier, of just get intimate with the character of God mm-hmm. so that whatever he brings your way, you know that God's heart for you is truly love and kindness and merciful. He's merciful and he's sovereign and he, he sees what we can't see. He does what we can't do. And so we have to be found in him. So just, just know um, that he, he is going to get glory of your life and you just got to surrender to how, how he does it. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's something that I have been constantly reminding myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, that is good. Okay, I know I said that was my last question, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to skip my outro. Listeners, I will not be speaking more after this interview. What I want to do instead, Yodit, I was wondering if you mentioned at one point, you know, where God started showing you who you were in Him. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could speak those things, the ones that are universal, over our listeners mm. as a closing. Okay. Wow. Not to so, put you on the spot or anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, you know, you are, you are loved. That is, that is the first thing. Um, you are loved not because of anything that you've done, not because of anything that you can give the Lord, not because of anything you can give others or yourself, but you are loved because God um, in Christ has loved you while you were yet a sinner. Um, and he has sent Christ to die for you. Um, and so ask the Lord to truly, I mean, truly Holy Spirit, help us know that in our, as, as the um, mothers would say in my church, in your knower, like know it in your knower that I am loved um, deeply and holy, um, you're also re- redeemed. Mm. Um, you are redeemed. The Lord has redeemed you. And so th- the things that you, the way that you once knew yourself, that's not how Christ knows you. Um, in Christ, you are redeemed. You're also called. You're called um, to the things of God. And you're called, some of us specifically, um, to, to certain assignments, but we're just called to him. We're called to love. We're called to serve. Uh, we're, we're called to obey. Um, we're called to, to walk in light. And so I pray that you know that you are called, um, that you would not get confused by feeling like calling is just specifically a place or people, but you are just called because you've been redeemed and because you're, you're loved. 
Um, let's see what, what else God says about us. Um, we are, we are his child. Um, I think his daughters, his sons, I think that when I began to see God as my father, um, he is many things. He is sovereign. He is majestic. He is ruler. He is king, but he is also our father. And I love, I love the prodigal son, the story of the prodigal son, because I just love the way that the father is portrayed. Um, and when he tells the older son that everything that he has is his, right? And so everything that is of God is ours. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who have maybe walked away from God, um, our father is his, 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 his hands are always wide open. And so you don't have to clean yourself up to come to him. Come as you are um, and, and rest in, in him. And yeah, th those are the first mm. th the words that come to mind. I'm sure there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Oh, thank you. That gave me chills. So listeners, we love you. I am praying for you this week. And as always, um, we just, I just hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Collected Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you like what you've heard, we'd love it if you'd help spread the word. Check back here for new episodes dropping every other Thursday. You can follow along on social media at Collected Ministries. You can also find Jess at Jess Biondo. If you would like to support Collected by making a tax-deductible contribution, please visit collectedministries.org slash donate. Collected proudly supports and partners with Flourish Kenya, a nonprofit working to support and prevent unplanned adolescent pregnancy in rural Kenya. Learn more at flourishkenya.org. The Collected Podcast is produced by Jess Biondo and edited by Jacob Early. Music is by Asaf Elan.